At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. This is the Philadelphia CityCast with Ryan Rothstein, presented by Bet Rivers. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Philadelphia CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. Let's get weird. And, you know, it's been a few days since we last spoke, since I dropped the latest album. Album is also code for episode in the biz here. Uh, recording this one on Wednesday, February 16th. And, you know, we're not going to do too much of a Super Bowl recap at this point. I'm sure you've uh, listened and recapped plenty of that game on your own. I'll give you some of my thoughts a little bit later in the episode for sure. But, you know, for me, this episode starts with the Philadelphia 76ers and James Harden. And, man, there seems to be this war, figurative war now, between Brooklyn and Philadelphia regarding James Harden and Ben Simmons. And it's just... It's hilarious to me how people outside of Philadelphia, how quickly they forget what really went down with this Ben Simmons situation. And now, like Ben Simmons, in some people's minds, is not really to blame. And shame on the 76ers fans and shame on the organization. It is their fault. It is our fault for the whole Ben Simmons debacle and why he's now in Brooklyn. It's absolutely laughable. And isn't it amazing? Ben Simmons, just like that, he showed up to the to the uh, uh, Barclays Center. He was on the bench in street clothes, but still on the bench, up and cheering, seemed happy, giving KD a hug before the game, giving all of his new teammates a hug, talking to the media. Wow, just like that, he's mentally capable to pick himself up and get to the arena with a smile on his face. Just like that, two weeks ago, even a week ago, he wasn't capable. How quickly things change. It's it's an absolute joke. And we recap plenty of the trade. You know, James Harden now, he rang the bell last night for the 76ers uh, pregame. Hell of an outfit he was rocking, by the way. That should be the new 76ers alternate uniforms. If you didn't catch what James Harden was rocking, just Google it at some point. But here we are, the 76ers now, 34-23. and 23. Fifth in the Eastern Conference. They're just two and a half games back. And, you know, on this episode, I want to focus a little bit on the updated odds in the futures market for the NBA. And, of course, zero in a little bit heavy on where the Philadelphia 76ers stand. And there's really not a ton of movement, but I just want to give you my thoughts uh, as it stands today as we inch closer to the All-Star break here. And the 76ers do have one more game before... We get into All-Star Weekend in Cleveland. 
As I mentioned, we're recording this on Wednesday the 16th. The 76ers are in action tomorrow night on national TV on TNT at 8.30 p.m. in Milwaukee, taking on the defending champs Giannis and the Bucks. Um so we'll, we'll dissect that matchup. I'll give you my best bets against the spread total and a player prop pick, as I always do, uh, on the next episode tomorrow. The odds aren't even out yet at Bet River Sportsbook. So still have to preview that. Then they're uh, off for a little bit, off for about eight days, get the all-star break, some much-needed rest, and then they come back on February 25th. And hopefully, James Harden will be making his debut on February 25th once the All-Star break comes to a conclusion here. Uh, it has been reported that James Harden will be out through the All-Star break and then an update will follow after the All-Star game. So we'll see. He's dealing with that hamstring injury. He certainly looks healthy, right? There's been video of him at the uh, 76ers practice facility shooting around with Joel Embiid and some assistant coaches and Tyrese Maxey and you know, I'm sure if it was the NBA playoffs or the finals, whatever it may be, he would be he'd be good to go. But you pull off a trade like this, he's dealing with a you know a, a minor hamstring injury, and hamstring injuries are always scary. So I, I'm fine with taking caution, right? Proceeding with caution, and when he whenever he makes his debut in a 76ers uniform. Hopefully this injury is in the rearview mirror, right? This isn't something that's going to be nagging uh, and something that is is lingering over his head and the team's head as they gear up now for a playoff run. So you never know, right? He could sit for two months with a hamstring injury and and be 100% when he comes back and re-aggravate it. You never know. But I'm fine with um, erring on the side of caution when it comes to James Harden's uh, hamstring injury. So... No Harden for now. I'm okay with it. Uh, and and you look at the updated odds here at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Let's start with the NBA title odds. And the leader in the clubhouse is the Golden State Warriors. They're four to one. You have the Phoenix Suns at plus four fifty. You have the Brooklyn Nets at six to one, which is remarkable, by the way. <laughs> They're thirty and twenty-seven. They're at the bottom of the Eastern Conference standings, but. We all know the attention and respect that they get from the public and the betting public, regardless of where their record's at. And, you know, I, I understand that. Um, so you have the Nets at 6-1, to one, third best odds behind the Suns and Warriors. You have the Milwaukee Bucks, who the 76ers will be taking on on Thursday night at plus 650. Then you have your Philadelphia 76ers at 7-1. to one. You have the Miami Heat at 12-1. to one. The Utah Jazz at 17-1. to one. Then you have the Lakers and Bulls at 25-1. to one. Um, you know, the question here, is there any value with the Philadelphia 76ers at seven to one to win the NBA championship? And how can we anticipate these odds changing when Harden comes back? And let's say they string some wins together and they start looking like a championship contender, right? Who knows? It can go that way right out the gate, or it can go the other way where there's some growing pains and Joel Embiid and James Harden are you know, getting accustomed to one another, right? We'll, we'll see uh, how quickly they can piece this thing together. So um, the Eastern Conference odds, just to tie it all together, the Brooklyn Nets are still your favorite, your betting favorite to come out of the Eastern Conference at Bet Rivers at plus 260. You have the Milwaukee Bucks at plus 275. 
You have the 76ers at 3 to 1. You have the Miami Heat at plus 550. You have the Boston Celtics at 13 to 1. The Bulls are also 13 to 1. The Cleveland Cavaliers are 20 to 1. And for what it's worth, the Atlanta Hawks, who took down the 76ers last year in the playoffs, 50 to 1. They've been struggling and, and underachieving for sure for their standard thus far this year. And MVP updated odds. Joel, the process indeed, is still your leader in the clubhouse at Bet Rivers at plus 140. You have Nikolai Jokic at plus 350. Giannis Antetokounmpo at four, uh, plus 400. Steph Curry at plus 750. Morant 10 to 1. Uh, and CP3 will throw in there at 25 to 1. So Joel Embiid, I've said this for a while now. There is absolutely no value on Joel Embiid at plus 140. We've missed the boat on him. Uh, hopefully you listened to me months ago as we continue to bring this up and sort of pat myself on the back when I talked about him at 40 to 1 and 50 to 1. Plus 140, I, I just don't think there's there's any sense in making that bet right now. Um, you're just not getting much with it. So I would pass on him if I have to give you a value play because that that that's how I always look at the futures market. I'm not saying you have to look at it that way, but I always look for a buy low opportunity. That's how and you know that that's nothing um that's nothing new i think to anyone who has any type of betting experience a lot of handicappers and people that are much more intelligent than i am have that same type of philosophy uh depending on the situation and circumstance of course but value for me i like steph curry you know steph curry was your odds on favorite at one point before joel Embiid came in scorching hot uh onto the scene here and you have Steph at plus 750. He certainly hit a rough patch through uh, his year at one point. He was shooting terrible from the three-point line. He was just struggling for his standard big time. Uh, but now at almost you know eight to one, I think you're getting some value with Steph where you look at the Golden State Warriors and they're right there with the Suns as favorites to come out of the Western Conference. And they're your leader in the entire clubhouse, as I've mentioned, for NBA title odds. So... If Steph can write the ship a little bit for his standard individually, I like the plus 750 value with him. And for NBA title odds, you know, I'm I'm not against the 76ers at seven to one. Uh, in an ideal world for me, I, I'd like their odds at 10 to one to feel like, okay, I'm getting a really good price. Uh, so maybe hold off and see where the next five to 10 games for them, take them, you know, obviously there's only one more. And then we have about a week off with the all-star break. So when they come back from the all-star break, we can see where they're at. We can certainly see where they're at after this Bucks game uh, on Thursday night. So I, I would like it a little bit closer to 10 to one, but you're still getting you know, a, a decent price. If I'm being nice on the 76ers at seven to one, you know, if I have to be honest, and I sound absolutely crazy with one of these two buy low picks, but I certainly like the Bulls at twenty-five to one because you have a lot of wiggle room for the for those odds to get cut in half, if not more, once we gear up for you know the second half of this season, aka post All Star break. I also like the Lakers at twenty-five to one. Now they have been a complete dumpster fire. I don't anticipate them to win the NBA championship. But they have LeBron, they have Anthony Davis, and that's all you really need to say, right? Like, once again, it's a buy-low opportunity. Can the Lakers piece things together? Can LeBron 
take his his car off cruise control and be in you know all out go mode down the stretch to will this team to to some victories and increase their NBA championship odds I would say so right I would say so uh, and then as far as the Eastern Conference some sleeper picks you have to look at the Celtics who have been playing a hell of a lot better as of late they're 13 to 1 at Bet Rivers come out of the Eastern Conference they just waxed the Philadelphia 76ers last night you also like the Bulls as I've mentioned for the NBA championship same thing for the Eastern Conference they're also 13 to 1 and then a real sleeper pick is the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks are 50 to 1 to come out of the Eastern Conference. Once again, I don't predict them to actually come out of the East, but certainly not a reach to say they're going to turn things around after the All-Star break and have an opportunity to cut those odds, you know, below 25 to 1, 20 to 1, and then you have some options with your 50 to 1 ticket. So, those are the updated odds in the futures market. Your 76ers are 3-1 to one to come out of the East, 7-1 to one to win the NBA title. And then, of course, Joel Embiid is still your odds-on favorite to take home the NBA MVP regular season award at plus 140. A lot to dissect with the 76ers. It's going to be an awesome race to the finish line now with James the Bearded One Harden teaming up with Joel Embiid. We'll talk some more NBA. We'll talk some more 76ers. I'll give you a quick three to five minute recap on my thoughts on the big game, the Super Bowl, the halftime performance, uh, and we'll sprinkle in some of the other biggest headlines and storylines in the sports betting world and in the Philadelphia sports betting world right here on the Philadelphia CityCast with yours truly, Ryan Rothstein. All right, so it's nice to be back. I missed you guys. You know, obviously, Super Bowl Sunday, and then uh, I, I let the dust settle a little bit over the past day or two before I jump back on the mic here uh, to have some fun with you guys. So I appreciate you for tuning in, as always, and subscribe and follow the show if you're not already. Available on all of your podcast platforms, uh, you know, Google Pods, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, we're available to you. Uh, you can give me a follow on Twitter at WiseRye, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E. And you can find links to each and every episode, as well as all of those platforms that I've just mentioned, uh, links to those on my Twitter page. So welcome back, Philadelphia CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. And, you know, sitting here talking about the futures market and James Harden and the 76ers and you know, it's an exciting time. Unfortunately, we're not going to see Harden make his 76er debut immediately as he's still, uh, you know, rehabbing that nagging hamstring injury that has him sidelined a little bit. Um, the 76ers got absolutely smoked by the Boston Celtics on Tuesday night. I, I don't want to get too much into that one. I mean, it is what it is here, right? Let's, <laughs> let's turn the page quickly. But, man... I mentioned this briefly regarding the Boston Celtics, but here they come, right? I mean, they're one game back behind your Philadelphia 76ers in a wide-open Eastern Conference. The Sixers are 34-23, and two-and-a-half back of first place Miami, and the Celtics now are right there, 34-25. and 25. Same amount of wins, just two more losses than your Philadelphia 76ers. This is getting interesting, right? Like, you look at the Western Conference, and for me, at the moment, 
you have Phoenix, and, and Phoenix seems like they are on a mission. They are not playing around, right? 47 and 10. They're no joke. They have that experience now from last year. Still have Chris Paul doing his thing. Still have D Book, uh, Aiden. We all know what their roster consists of. They are loaded. They have a good blend of, of veteran and young talent. Uh, so look out for the Phoenix Suns. They're my favorite to come out of the West, and that's certainly not, uh, you know, like a hot take, but it, it seems like it's Phoenix, Golden State and then everyone else, right? And and I say that because you look at the Eastern Conference and you don't feel the same way. Like the Eastern Conference, who's head and shoulders above everyone? Like, yes, the Brooklyn Nets with Ben Simmons now, unfortunately, and Seth Curry and Andre Drummond, who will miss. The Nets are your odds-on favorites to come out of the Eastern Conference at Bet Rivers, as I mentioned earlier in the show, at plus 260. And if and when they get Kevin Durant back at 100%, I, I'm not here to to debate and argue that that's an absurd line of thinking that the Nets, you know, shouldn't be favored or they're not capable of coming out of the East. We just we haven't seen it from them. We have not seen any type of consistency as far as availability from their stars, health, what this team's potential really could be, which is one of the factors that went into them moving on from James Harden. Things started to get really ugly in Brooklyn. So can they turn that around? Can they get Kyrie? for more than just a part-time player? Can they get a healthy Durant? How will Ben Simmons fit? How will the rest of those pieces fit? There's a lot of question marks with Brooklyn. You have a couple of really nice stories in the East with Chicago and Cleveland. Great. Do we really feel like either of those teams can come out of the Eastern Conference? I don't. You know, I, I do think Chicago with DeMar DeRozan and Levine and, and Vuk, former 76er, like they have some depth. And they have two legitimate all-stars in Levine and DeMar DeRozan. But I don't know if they have enough to actually win three playoff series in the Eastern side of things to come out of the East. So who who's going to do it, right? You have the Bucs, your defending champions who, you know, everyone's saying they're having a, a championship hangover. They're third in the East, right? And the Sixers play them tomorrow night on uh, Thursday on national TV. They're 36 and 23. You still have to give them love. You have to give the Miami Heat a ton of love and credit. Obviously, your 76ers now with James Harden and Joel Embiid. The Boston Celtics seem to be turning things around. You know, even the Atlanta Hawks, they are three games under 500. They have a lot of work to do, but they did it last year. They still have Trey Young, right? Like they, they do have an opportunity to turn their season around. So the East is completely wide open, but I think the story for now, for today, it's going to be James Harden in the 76ers, of course. But, you know, besides that, on the floor-wise, it's the Boston Celtics. They've been playing excellent basketball as of late. Um, and you have to you have to look out for them right now. They've, they've won nine straight games, nine of their last ten. Just dominated the Sixers on Tuesday night. And they're 13-1 to to win the East. So right now, my value play is just painful for us 76ers fans, for us here in the Philadelphia area. But... The Celtics are my value pick at the moment to come out of the East at 13 to 1 with how well they have been playing as of late. They they have to be. They absolutely have to be. Uh switching gears for a few minutes, I want to wrap things up with the NFL. You know, the the Los Angeles Rams had their Super Bowl parade today. I'm not sure how many people were there. I don't think LA even knew about it, but you know, they had their parade. 
And the biggest takeaway was what Aaron Donald had to say. And it seems like he will return when there were some question marks and rumors that, you know, maybe this is it. Maybe he'll go out on top uh, and, and, you know, retire and go off into the sunset. That does not seem to be the case for Aaron Donald. And that's how a lot of star players think uh, when they feel like they have enough left in the tank to return and return at the high level that they're used to playing in when they win the Super Bowl it's it's awfully difficult for them to walk away they they have that competitive nature where they want to you know come back and play as a defending Super Bowl champion that is a a special opportunity for these guys so it looks like Aaron Donald is going to come back that's the way it sounded when he spoke at the Rams parade uh today on Wednesday February 16th couple of other notes as it sort of relates to your Philadelphia Eagles. The Deshaun Watson news. Now that the season is over, Deshaun Watson magically appears back into all of the NFL headlines. And now it was reported today out of ESPN. I forget the exact source. I apologize on that. I think it was Fowler. I'll have to double check. But um, Watson's back in the news. And two names that we've heard, team names, I should say, neither the Eagles Minnesota Vikings and the Tampa Bay Bucks were two teams that were reported from ESPN earlier today that uh, allegedly Deshaun Watson would like to go play for uh, and that he would be willing to get traded to. We'll see. Uh, the Deshaun Watson news is now going to be back in the forefront of all of our headlines. He has been linked to the Philadelphia Eagles often over the past year, year and a half. We'll see where his legal trouble takes him. Uh, but he's certainly a name as well as Russell Wilson that has been tied to our Philadelphia Eagles often uh, in, in the trade market and where they could possibly end up. So we will obviously keep a close eye on that. Um, tomorrow morning, I'm recording another episode with host of the New York City cast, Will Hill, for our weekly crossover episode. We'll talk a little bit more NFL news and notes, uh, maybe talk some of this Deshaun Watson news as well as everything else going on, and then plenty of NBA talk with Will, so we still have that to look forward to. And, you know, recording this on Wednesday, so I didn't want to spend too much time on the Super Bowl recap, but, man, an unbelievable game, right? It was a perfect ending to this NFL postseason. Going into the Super Bowl, five of the six playoff games, the last six came down to a field goal. That other one was the Chiefs-Bills overtime game. And it didn't disappoint. Another game decided by a field goal. The Rams end up getting the win. And, you know, we had a nice day here on the CityCast. If you listen to all of our preview episodes, our Super Bowl preview episodes, all of our best bets segments, uh, we were all over the Bengals, plus four and plus four and a half, if you were lucky enough to get the four in the hook. I was all over the under. That was the very first best bet play I gave out early in our preview episodes uh, under 49 and a half, under 48 and a half, that hit for us. Uh, and, and we had overall a, a winning Super Bowl day. I, I do feel bad for Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Um, you know, the, the main matchup and difference that everyone was pointing to leading up to the game ended up being the difference, right? You have to have protection for your quarterback, or it's going to be really tough to win games. And the Bengals sort of got to the big game in spite of their weak protection. Uh, we all know what transpired with the Titans game against the Bengals, where the Bengals got sacked nine times. They were still able to come away with a win. And then in the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow gets sacked seven times. They were able to avoid those sacks 
in the first half of that Super Bowl, but it came in hot in that third quarter and fourth quarter. And, and I think they finished with seven sacks. And that was certainly the difference. The one area that I'm going to complain about, the refs did an outstanding job swallowing their whistles, right? Like we weren't watching that Super Bowl just seeing flag after flag and slowing the game down and, oh, that's a bad call. And I don't know about that one. Like it, there really was barely any flags thrown the entire game, which I loved. But then all of a sudden, the Rams get into the into their red zone inside the 20 late in that second half for a crucial drive, and they just start giving them flag after flag after flag, fresh set of downs, half a distance to the goal, right? Like it was almost like they were going to do whatever they needed to do to position the Rams as best they could to, to punch that in for six. I thought that was frustrating because some of those calls in my mind weren't guarantees like yep that's definitive okay no problem with them throwing the flag i think almost all of them were debatable and that you can't help but raise an eyebrow at that because that's not how the game was called at all the entire game and that ended up being the difference and that ended up allowing the rams to punch in a touchdown and the rest was history the rams are your super bowl champions so that's my biggest takeaway for a quick synopsis on Super Bowl 56. But from the betting standpoint, I think we certainly uh, came out all right here on the CityCast with our, our picks and, and best bet segments leading up to the big game. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you took some of our, our winning advice and avoid you know a few of the areas that we fell short in. So there you go. It's nice to be back here. Hope you enjoyed this episode, really focusing in on the NBA futures market and the 76ers. Three more episodes are dropping over the next three days, so make sure you're keeping an eye out for those. You're following the show, following me on Twitter, at WiseRye. We'll have a lot of fun leading into NBA All-Star Weekend. But until then, have a great rest of your day, and I'll catch you on the next episode of the CityCast right here, presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Peace. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. <laughs>